A good Thursday evening. Welcome into the program. It is great to be with you as we are going to talk all things Brewers baseball from now until 9 o'clock this evening. If you want to join the program, there are multiple ways for you to connect with us. You can call or you can text in to the, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like at Matt Paul on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I'm, personal note, I'm really happy to be here hosting this program. It seems like forever since I last did a Brewers Weekly uh, during the winter time. It's a little hit or miss with me because uh, I broadcast some basketball and, and the league I work in. They play a lot of Thursday night games. So uh, Greg Matzik is uh, gracious enough to uh, handle a lot of the Brewers Weeklies. And then uh, last week we did not have a show, I think, because of the Bucks. And finally here, and the Brewers don't play a whole lot of uh, Thursday night games, although next week they do. So we will be here almost every Thursday night uh, moving forward and very glad to be able to uh, talk Brewers baseball with you uh, for an hour each week. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. have a lot to get into today. And the first half of the program, I, I really want to focus in on the way things have gone for the Brewers to start off the season. Now, clearly, it's been a pretty solid start for the team. They are a team that has been, other than the series against Anaheim, which was a sweep, I'm not trying to run away from the fact that they got swept, but Brewers are in first place right now. They're tied with the Cardinals for first place. They've taken three out of four from St. Louis, so they are still a first-place team, even though that they have lost uh, three games in a row. So for the most part, things have gone well. An 8-5 and five record through the first 13 games of the season, that's a nice place to be. Sometimes we as sports talk radio hosts and and fans and everything, you don't focus so much on the positive. So I want to, before we kind of move into that direction of the negative a bit, I want to throw it out there that the Brewers have had a really, really nice start to the season. I do think it is just when, when you have high expectations, and there are high expectations for this club, they got to Game 7 of the NLCS last year. Look, uh, the, the high expectations they are placing upon themselves. All you got to do is look at the marketing. You, you, the the uh, advertising campaign that the Brewers have put together have been uh, all about you know the unfinished business from last year to this year. So they're not running away from the expectations. The expectations that I'm talking about uh, are not something that uh, or I'm just making up, or I'm saying, oh, look what they did last year, they can do better than that this year. Like, it's something that they're embracing. So we're not going to run away from the fact that uh, this is a team that does have high expectations this year, and when you have those high expectations, you want to see a lot of different areas have success within your roster. And that is something that was true last year. They won a lot of games last year because they got contributions from top to bottom. And quite honestly, prior to the Angels series, I think you could say that about the way this club was going. Even with the fact that from a position player standpoint, Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich have really been the only two guys, and Yasmani Grandal, i got to throw him in there as well. Those three guys have been the guys who have been pretty consistent from start to finish. 
you can look at games where Ryan Braun has had a huge impact. You can look at games where Mike Moustakis has had a huge impact. Even the guys who have struggled a bit have helped lead this team to wins. And when the Brewers, in the eight games that the Brewers have won, the bullpen, for the most part, has done a pretty nice job. Now, in the five games that they've lost, there have been some bullpen issues. And when we uh, did the handoff just a little bit ago when I was talking with Greg Matzik, I th- you look at this bullpen right now, and there's still, I think, this feeling of who are your high-leverage guys? Who are the guys that when you need an inning covered, you need a zero thrown up, who are the guys that you go to? Clearly Josh Hader is one of them, but he's not available every single day. And no bullpen is going to be successful if there's just one guy who you've got a ton of faith in. I think Junior Gare has done a really nice job this year. Uh, seven innings, two runs on three hits, a 2.57 ERA. Alex Claudio is the other guy who has an ERA at three or below. I think I'm not somebody that's just trying to sort by ERA and go down that. But the next guy I would mention, even though his ERA isn't great at 5.06, is Matt Albers. He's somebody that, in terms of who I have the most faith in right now, Albers is in the top group, and kind of everybody after that, I'm a little iffy on. And we're going to see Jeremy Jeffers come back at some point in time, probably sooner than later, and that's going to help put some things in order as well. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that, that's part of the issue right now with this team is figuring out who are going to be the guys that they can really trust, and we'll get into more of that coming up in uh, just a few moments. Position players struggling. We do see we see a Jesus Aguilar, we see uh, a Mike Moustakis, we see a Travis Shaw, we see guys who do not have the batting averages that you would like them to have. I'm somebody who over and over and over will say, it's not even May yet, we're still in April, things like that. But at what point does it start to become a concern? We'll talk about that later on in the program, around 822 or so. Baseball's frustrating me in terms of fan access, uh, fan enjoyment, respecting fans. I just there seems to be a disconnect right now between the decision makers in baseball and the ability to most position the sport where fans are able to enjoy it. And another thing has happened here over the last couple days that I just think is just a complete, it's a joke. It's a complete disconnect. It's a, it's, it's a bunch of people who just don't get it. And I'm, I'm frustrated. I love baseball so much. There are very few things in this world that I love more than baseball. And I feel like the powers that be are not doing baseball right at this point in time, and I'll explain that coming up uh, later on in the program as well. Again, if you want to join the program, you can do so, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in at Matt Polly on air. We'll get into the bullpen and who you can trust, who you can't trust, and what the Brewers need to do in terms of the bullpen. And we'll get some phone calls on that as well. We'll do that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. 
414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to join the program talking all things Brewers baseball till 9 o'clock. Brewers off today. Back at it tomorrow when they will have the second half of their six-game L.A. trip as it's going to be a rematch of the NLCS. They will take on the Dodgers. Brewers might have caught a break. Clayton Kershaw is returning to the Dodgers. He had a little bit of a slow start, was a little banged up in spring, and did not break camp with the team. He is going to be back, and the question was, was he going to start on Sunday in his first game back or start on Monday? The Dodgers, from what I heard, have uh, made the decision to go with Monday, so the Brewers are going to avoid Clayton Kershaw as of the most recent report. The Brewers' bullpen right now is one that there's, from a track record standpoint, from a consistency standpoint, there are issues there. They they have Josh Hader. He's your guy that you trust. Junior Guerra is probably giving you the second best, most consistent uh, outing so far this year. Alex Claudio has done a nice job. And then after that, it's been hit or miss. And the the bullpen was such a strength last year. They want to try to get back to that point. And Jeremy Jeffers is going to return at some point in the next week or so, and that should help the club. But I don't know if fans are still going to be, or if they're going to be confident with the bullpen, even with a Jeremy Jeffers in there. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll grab our first phone call of the day. We've got Doug in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Hey, good evening, Matt. Hey, it's been a long time. Welcome back to Brewers Weekly. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, you bet. Say, uh, just one comment before I comment on the bullpen. You know, I, I miss Wade Miley, and back in January when when he left, I, I didn't understand that, and I, that's water over the dam, but I, I do miss miss him. But the bullpen. Okay, now, the, you know, you said we got two guys. You know, Knievel's not going to be back. Uh Canable's not going to be back, and we got Jeffers. He, hopefully, he'll be coming back. But you, you, when you're talking to Greg, this got me going before the hour. There, you, you know, are you confident when that gate opens? I'm not, and I wonder if Craig Council is confident. I, I go back to that Saturday night game. We were, we got it. You know, we got the score back. It was like I think it was seven to five, and and uh, they brought Wilson in, and he he was responsible for six runs and. Uh, he gave up several runs and put people on base and a home run hit a guy. There was nobody warming up in the bullpen Saturday, Saturday night, so that that's scary. Um, so I'm I, and and it's early. And I guess my main question, maybe to you, is well, you know, maybe why don't we bring this Kimbrel in? Is he is he too expensive from the Boston? He's sitting out there. Yeah, that's that's the thing right now. You're gonna. He wanted a four or five year deal worth a lot, a lot, a lot of money. We're talking annual average value of seventeen, eighteen million dollars per year. Now, at some point in time, you don't have a job, and you've got to. You got you'll you'll take a deal, and maybe it's a, a one year deal. But I don't. I don't see a Craig Kimbrell signing, even if he's willing to take a one-year deal. I don't see him being willing to sign for anything less than $16, $17 million. And I don't have the Brewers' books in front of me, but I know that's a lot of money to add. 
Mark Atanasio and company have some wiggle room in terms of salary, and they know that they can add salary over the year, and you're going to see the Brewers potentially be active at the trade deadline. But what is that number? How much are they willing to expand payroll? They already have uh, expanded payroll more than they really ever have before. Can you add, are they comfortable adding another $16, 17 $18 million to the payroll this year? I don't know the answer to that question. And I don't know if they know the answer to that question at this point in time because clearly they are still engaging. There are still conversations with Craig Kimbrell, but if they were good with adding $18 million, I bet right now at this point in time when we sit here and talk on April 11th that if Craig Kimbrell is offered a one-year $18 million deal with a contending team, at this point i got to think he's going to take it. Uh, and reset coming up this upcoming year uh, in in free agency. The other side of this is when you sign guys this late, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. I keep bringing up Greg Holland and because last year what happened with the St. Louis Cardinals. Holland was a guy who was, maybe he wasn't quite as dominating as Craig Kimbrell, but coming off a really good year, wanted lots of money, didn't get it, ended up signing a one-year deal with St. Louis on opening day, took a few weeks in the minors to basically go through his spring training, and then when he got to St. Louis, he stunk. He absolutely stunk. He was no good. And sometimes you, you run into that. I think a guy's value should go way, 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 way down once you hit opening day because I think there's a gamble there. Uh, plus, you you don't completely they, – they, they say they're throwing. They say they're going through everything. You can't recreate game feelings. Uh, you, you can't – you're not 100% walking in. So Kimbrell, to me, is a risk. And But at some point in time, I mean, if we're having this exact same – if a month from now – the Brewers have three relief pitchers with an ERA at three or below, and Craig Kimbrell still out there. At that point, I think the the need would maybe even more so dictate that they have to go make that kind of move. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty is the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll grab JC in Heartland. Hey, JC, you're on WTMJ. Hey, hey, what's going on? You know, just t- just touching on where we where you just kind of left off. I mean, I I almost think they gotta go get him. And the main reason is, it's right now with Jeffers coming back, they might be fine. But there's you're gonna have injuries. That's my thing. You're gonna have somebody else. Uh, you know, God forbid it's it's Hater, but somebody else goes on the IL for an extended period of time in that bullpen, and it's one of your horses again. You're in trouble. In this team right now, offensively is built to compete for this division again. You, you know what I mean? Like every year for a market team our size, you've got to go for it. In my, they made $60 million revenue last year. That's $60 million after paying the ball players, paying everything, pocket that you know he put in his money, Antanasio. So he's got the money to spend, and I almost think you have to do it for a backup plan, and you've got to get him now because once another reliever goes down for another team, He's gone, probably. And then you're sitting there really scratching your head when you have – because, I mean, look at look at their, the way they've been winning, right? They've won some games where they scored 15 runs, but they gave up 10 runs. You know, and then they scored five runs and lost in, because they gave up, you know, eight, nine runs. So they've been hitting the ball well, but they've been giving up a lot of runs. So if them, that offense doesn't put up eight or more, it seems – it's it's a sketchy situation. So 
I, I just really would see, like to, for them to go out and get him for a backup plan, if nothing else right now. He's another weapon you can add. Because in a market the size that we are, we have to go for it every year. We just have to. Ah, JC, I appreciate the phone call. I do think the Brewers are going to make some sort of move at some point in time for another high-leverage arm. Another name that's out there is Bud Norris. Now, he's got a pretty bad reputation in terms of who he is as a guy in the clubhouse, and I would be really careful with that because I think this Brewers club, part of why they're so successful is the culture that has been created by Craig Council and company, and I do think you've got to be careful on who you bring in. But Bud Norris is another name. But David Stearns has shown that he is more than willing to go make moves. Maybe Craig Kimbrell or Bud Norris, maybe a guy who's a free agent isn't the answer, but they're able to go make a move for somebody who's out there uh, to be traded from another team. There's always conversations going on. So even if I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on a Craig Kimbrell because I'm worried that you're going to spend $18 million on the guy and he hasn't pitched in in however long since last year and you don't completely know what's going on, that doesn't mean that I'm not saying don't go find somebody. We're We're just a tick premature on that conversation, I think, because this group... This bullpen group, as it is right now, as much as I've talked about the the, the feeling confident with these guys, it's still early on. Pitching coaches are still working with them, and I'm I'm the I'm the kind of guy that I like giving guy. If a guy's going to earn an opportunity, I like seeing them really be able to play that opportunity out. If that makes sense, they went and got Alex Wilson. I know Alex Wilson has a 9 ERA right now, but he's had flashes of being really, really good. Can he turn those flashes of being really, really good into consistency? We've been saying the same thing about Jacob Barnes for the last few years, and Barnes at his best is is borderline dominant, but we haven't seen Barnes at his best in a while. Taylor Williams is at AAA right now. He's got all the tools to be a guy who can be really effective. He hasn't gotten to that point quite yet. There, there clearly is going to be an expiration date on some of these guys where you have to say, okay, you're not getting what you need out of them. You've got to do more in this bullpen. But I don't think we're to that point quite yet. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. At what point do you get overly concerned about some of these position players whose numbers are not great? We'll talk about that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers are off tonight. They're going to be back at it tomorrow when they open up a three-game weekend series against the Dodgers. Just a note for you, if you are looking for Brewers baseball and you tune in here to WTMJ and you hear Bucks playoff basketball, you should then head over to 94.5 ESPN-FM because that's where Brewers games go when the Bucks have playoff games. Just a little update for you as we are in a really really cool part of the season where a lot is going on and we want to see the Bucks go on a nice long playoff run and we also want to see the Brewers uh, continue to uh, win baseball games. Something they had a hard time doing here over the last few days and hopefully that turns around against the Dodgers. There is there's a worry right now. Maybe worry is, is, yeah, no, I'll go worry. I got no problem going worry. There's a worry right now from a lot of folks about some of the core players for the Brewers who in the first 13 games of the season 
have not gotten to where you expect them to be from an offensive standpoint. You can look at a Jesus Aguilar and his 111 average. Travis Shaw hitting 154. Eric Thames hitting 182. Mike Moustakis hitting 214. Ryan Braun hitting 227. Here's, here's a fun one for you, and I'm not doing this to take a shot at any of those guys, but remember how tough of a season Orlando Arcia started off with in terms of his batting average and down, you know, he was around a 50 batting average. Orlando Arcia now has a better batting average than all of those guys that I just mentioned. Now when you get into slugging percentage and OPS and things like that and where guys can really impact games and drive in runs and, and items like that, a uh, number of those guys, I think, are, are still being more productive than Orlando Arcia. But at what point does it become a concern? And I'm not concerned about Ryan Braun. I'm not even concerned about Mike Moustakis. Uh, these guys are, are coming up with big hits. Um, I, I just I, I don't look at them and see guys that are being completely overmatched consistently at the plate. But I think when you look at the three guys that are below 200 that I mentioned, Eric Thames, Travis Shaw, and Jesus Aguilar, clearly those guys, especially Aguilar and Shaw, and then Thames if Aguilar doesn't get going, those are middle-of-the-order, driving-and-run kind of guys and jesus aguilar has driven in three runs travis shaw has driven in three runs they're just not doing what you need them to do travis shaw has a track record travis shaw has been around here for a while he's put up good numbers consistently he's hit home runs he's hit doubles he's driven in a lot of runs watching what happens with jesus aguilar is something that i think is really really something that needs to be done because not that he was hitting 111 post-All-Star break last season, but he certainly didn't have a post-All-Star break portion of the season like he did pre-All-Star break. And last year was that first year where he had played really a full season as uh, as a starting guy. So I, I guess the, the question that I was proposing was, at what point in time do you start to get concerned about those players and their numbers? I'm not quite there yet. It is April 11th. It still falls under the category of slow starts for me. But we get another week or so, week and a half, two weeks, as all of a sudden May is poking around the calendar. At that point in time, I do think you look at those numbers and start to say, this is becoming an issue for the club. 414-799-1620 is the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Bob's in Tosa. Hey, Bob, thanks for calling. You're on WTMJ. Hey, man. Hey, Matt. Um, yeah, you know, you kind of touched on what I was going to mention about Aguiar. Ever since that home run derby, his swing has not been the same. And, uh, and that, that's one of the big things I always worry about. Whenever a brewer does that home run contest, it just jacks around their swing. And um, he hasn't been the same guy. And, frankly, first base is a concern of mine right now. Thames uh, is all or nothing. Um I guess another way to look at the Brewers' record right now, though, is nobody in our division has really figured out their bullpen yet. And for the Brewers to have eight wins right now and with some of the slow starts, that's actually kind of like, well, wait till we just wait till we start hitting on all cylinders. But the division itself, though, St. Louis, Chicago, they're having bullpen pitching problems as well. So I, I think. 
were just saying the tip of the iceberg is a long, long, long way to go. But I agree with you that on the, in the California series, there was, I was wincing every time the bullpen door opened. Who's coming out of there tonight, you know? Yeah, appreciate the phone call. And I think you make a great point about the bullpen situations across the division. The Cubs' bullpen stinks. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, they have Jordan Hicks, which is nice, but they just sent Alex Reyes down. Uh, Pirates and Reds have not been very good. They've won a few games in a row, but they've had a slow start. The Pirates have maybe been the surprise in the division at 6-4, and four, and their bullpen is pro- Of all the teams, of the five teams in the division, I think you can actually make the argument that the Pirates' bullpen has been the bullpen that has been most consistent. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe if somebody threw the bullpen numbers at me, it would look a little bit different, but just from a very auxiliary standpoint and a cursory standpoint, it does feel like maybe the Pirates' bullpen has been the bullpen in the division that has been the most consistent. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm really frustrated about the way baseball is handling some things that they view as issues which are not issues and the way that they're not handling other things. And I was just reminded of how ridiculous some of the decisions baseball can make are earlier today or over the last couple of days with something else that they've done. And I'm just I'm frustrated, and I'm going to vent my frustrations to you. So get ready for that. Brewers Weekly continues in a moment here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley with you here on a Thursday. We're doing Brewers Weekly. Have you for another 20 minutes. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I love baseball. I love, love baseball. I have committed my career to baseball. I have just, it is something that I love so much. And I want other people out there to love the game as much as I love the game. And sometimes I feel like the powers that be in baseball are doing things that are turning people off. Ashton, you and I have talked about this before, and it's Mike Trout is the best baseball player walking the face of the earth. Ashton, if if we were to take Mike Trout right now to the Milwaukee public market and just walked him through, there's a pretty good chance that nobody even realizes it's Mike Trout, right? 100% accurate. Okay, that's a problem. That's a huge, huge, huge problem. And shame on baseball. That is baseball's fault. Shame on baseball. Because they are sitting here focusing on things that they don't need to focus on instead of focusing on the fact that this is an amazing game with amazing athletes who do amazing things and more people need to realize it. And i got to be honest, Bud Selig... The baseball had its issues under Bud Selig. Bud Selig wasn't a perfect commissioner. You know, we can look at the steroid stuff. We can look at the all-star game fiasco. We can look at some labor relations stuff. And we can say that Bud Selig did not do everything perfectly. But never, never, ever, 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 ever did I ever doubt that Bud Selig loved the game of baseball and wanted what was best for the game of baseball. That he was driven and he was motivated by his love for the game. And that's the most important thing. If you're a commissioner of a sport, 
I think the first box you need to check off has to be that you love the game, that you love the game, because it's your job to help grow the game. And I know Rob Manfred gets a lot of credit in terms of the baseball advanced media stuff and the more money that's coming in. I mean, baseball is just swimming in money right now. And I'm like, good on Rob Manfred for that. But you know what? That was starting under Bud Selig. That's, I'm not trying to take credit away from Rob Manfred. Maybe I am. But that, that, was, that was already in play. Like We were already going down that road when Bud Selig was the commissioner. And here we see baseball continue to, I think, focus on the wrong things. They get rid of the second trade deadline, the waiver trade deadline, the August 31st trade deadline, which to me is one of the stupidest things you can do because, again, as the commissioner of baseball, what you want is you want people talking about your game. You want people focused on your game. And that's another day where people are focused on the game of baseball. But you get rid of that. You want to change the game. We're now going to have relief pitchers who have to face at least three batters. Where one of the issues that does exist in Major League Baseball replay, which is a broken system, it's been broken for a while, they're not doing a darn thing to try to fix that. They're just sitting there, sitting back, and letting this system just stink on ice night after night after night where the replay system is a complete failure. Let's tell a relief pitcher that they have to face at least three batters, but let's not do a thing. Let's not do a single thing about something that actually does turn off fans, and that's the replay system. They didn't do a thing about it in the offseason. So that's just me kind of throwing out a bunch of stuff that I'm frustrated with. And then the most recent thing, and while this is not specifically Major League Baseball-oriented, it is, and it's more about just the way that baseball is so off track on the things that they worry about. So if you, right now we live in a world when it comes to minor league baseball where it's really never been bigger. The, the, the business of baseball prospects is a huge deal. You know, the, the websites like MLB Pipeline, the Baseball Americas and what they do from a prospect standpoint, people are paying attention to the minor leagues more now than ever. And we are seeing some amazing young kids coming up through various minor league systems, and these are going to be really, really good major league players moving forward. And this is why I opened this whole thing up talking about Mike Trout. Because you've got baseball's best player walking the face of the earth, and nobody knows who Mike Trout is. Nobody can pick the guy out of a lineup. So you got these young kids coming up, and you would think that what baseball would want to do is to focus in on these young kids, to highlight them, to get fan bases ready for who they are. You know what minor league baseball has done over the last couple days? They have informed the various minor league baseball clubs, and they have also informed... The, uh, the media outlets that cover minor league baseball, like Baseball America, that videos can no longer be posted on social media of games. 
So if you are a minor league baseball team, if you're a single-A club, and you got some kids who are doing amazing things, you can't just go throw the videos up. If you work at Baseball America and you're monitoring what's going on in these games and somebody does something that's pretty incredible and you want to post it for everybody to see, you can't do that anymore. Baseball America was told to delete all in-game footage from their YouTube channel and from their other social media outlets. What is baseball thinking? Seriously, what is baseball thinking? This is an amazing game. This is an amazing sport. And this is, it's a, it's awesome to see these young guys coming up through the system. And people, people view things on social media. People are on YouTube. People are on Twitter. People are on Facebook. And sometimes not a lot of people are buying the MILB.TV. You don't want to spend the 30 40 bucks, however much it is, to be able to watch these minor league games. Plus, sidebar, they make it tough. If you have the uh, MLB TV, you can put it on your Apple TV or your Roku or whatever. They don't even allow that for MILB.TV. You can watch it on your computer. You can watch it on your, your cell phone. That's about it. But they don't make it easy. And now they're making it even tougher. So uh, what, I don't get what baseball's doing, and it's so frustrating. Because as someone who loves this sport so much, I want other people to love it. I want the average fan, the, the casual fan, the person that maybe kind of started to fall in love with the Brewers a little bit last year during that playoff run, got ticket to a playoff game and thought, oh, my gosh, this is cool. This is awesome, and start paying attention to a little bit more in the office. And I hear from these people, especially with my podcast. I hear from people all the time that say, I'm just starting to really get into baseball, and this is fun. So you got these guys. It's, so, it's an opportunity for them to get exposed to some of these young kids. And you can't even post the videos anymore. You just can't. It doesn't make any sense. And Ashton, for me, it feels like the powers that be running baseball don't love the sport of baseball. I don't think somebody who loves the sport of baseball can make that decision. I just don't. And it, I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't feel like this sport is being set up for continued success, continued growth, and people being able to see just everything that's going on across it. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Speaking of all that, there was a contract signed in baseball today that is really opening up some eyes. We'll talk about it next here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. I'm not trying to be the gloom and doom guy when it comes to baseball, and I know I was a little bit that in our last segment. Uh, but in, uh, it seems like every week something happens where I go, oh, man, we're, we're going to get to a point that's not good. We're, something bad's going to happen in terms of labor relations. And the thing that happened today was Ozzie Albies, agreed to a contract extension with the Atlanta Braves. And you're like, oh, why is that bad? It's because of the lack of money that he's being paid. Now, I know sometimes when you hear millions upon millions of dollars, you're thinking to yourself, okay, he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars. What's wrong with that? There's a free, there should be a free market in baseball, and you know how much guys are worth. Like we saw Mike Trout sign a contract that was worth over $400 million. And it's a lot of money, but it was it was a market value contract. 
and he he deserved that money. Ozzy Albies signs a deal. It's a seven-year contract worth $35 million. There's a pair of team options which could make it worth $45 million for nine seasons. This is a guy who's all-star caliber kind of guy, relatively young. He's 22 years old, and he's just got locked in for nine years and $45 million. That is so incredibly below market value. Like, I don't know what's going on. Now, some of this some of this falls on Albies. You know, nobody nobody put a gun to his head and said you have to sign this contract. Some of this falls on his agent. I don't know what his agent was doing that they would ever agree to this. But right now players are so afraid of free agency that they're signing these below market deals and this is this deal is so below market. It's incredible. Now, we don't have the time to really kind of break things down because in baseball, you come up, there's club control where you get paid very little money for a few years, and then you get to go to arbitration, and that money grows, and then you finally get to go to free agency where it can really, really grow. So sometimes when you buy out those club control years, you're not going to get full market value because what you're doing is you would have made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you get to make millions of dollars, and it, it, it's a trade-off. But this, this Albies deal today... Nine years at $45 million if all the options are picked up, that's not good for baseball. That is not good for baseball. And it is just going to continue to put a wall between the players and the owners. And generally I blame owners. I, there's, there's enough blame to go around. Ozzy Albee should not have signed this deal. His agent should not have presented this deal to him. And it's just, I, I, this is not going to help the labor relations in baseball. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers and Dodgers opening up a three-game series. Game one tomorrow. It's going to be Corbin Burns on the mound. 9-10 first pitch. 8-35 for our pregame coverage. I'll talk to you after the game with Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.